Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Um, our challenge in Vietnam, I think, too, in the very beginning, kind of, it's still like a lot more undeveloped in terms of like information of factories than China. With China, everybody just uses Alibaba. There's other services too, but Alibaba does what you need for the most part. In Vietnam, there's not an Alibaba equivalent and Alibaba itself is in Vietnam, but the factories they have there is very small and Vietnamese just don't trust Chinese, so they are hesitant to use it. So you have to be really proactive in finding factories. And this is something we learned early on. And so we have to use tons of different resources. We have to have our staff really chase factories. We've never had to chase a factory in China. We just say, hey, this is what we're buying. Factories trip over to come to us. Vietnam, you really have to follow up and call them and really kind of talk to them a lot and really convince them to actually take the order, which can be labor intensive for each project. Um, other than that, like we said, we have challenges just finding a lot of, um, factories for a lot of items. So we kind of, we've been there long enough that we know pretty well off the bat what we can and can't make, but it has been challenging a lot of times explaining to people that you can't make this or that in Vietnam. Um, but our success in Vietnam, we've done tons of projects successfully. Like we've done hiking backpacks, luggages, flat pack furniture, um, stainless steel kitchen, like sinks and uh, faucets and whatnot, shower heads. I'm trying to think of what all active projects we have now. I can pull up my folder. Um, so we've had tons of success and it's been booming. So once we kind of figure out what we can and can't do, we've gotten pretty good at that. A lot of clothing, sportswear, sports bras, yoga pants. We can go on, but it's really, once you actually get that infrastructure in place, it really started, took us a while to really figure out, I would say almost a year to really figure out how to do sourcing in Vietnam. But once we got that, it's really kind of started moving pretty well. So we were talking earlier, what products can be made in Vietnam? Um, so some of the big ones, furniture, clothing, garments, and textiles, footwear. Vietnam makes over 2 billion pairs of shoes a year, by the way. So Nike, Adidas, all of those. Um, Companies all, I'm trying to think of shoe wear company that doesn't have a presence in Vietnam. Uh, plastic goods, anything with injection molding is good. Um, rubber goods, seafood, this is Vietnam's second largest exporter of seafood in the world, although we can't source seafood ourselves, so don't ask. Uh, packaging, so we've done packaging of pretty much all kind for clients. And I'm trying to really kind of figure out a way, sometime next year I will kind of create my own packaging for clients. I think clients would love that. Um, wooden goods, wooden goods of any kind, like we're doing some record holders right now. Um, they're just small, simple wooden goods. Um, bamboo goods as well. Um, they're really good at bamboo goods. Metal products, kind of handle any type of metal products, like from cheap metal to um, metal picnic tables and overhangs. We were a lot of corporate clients for metal products. We do some HVAC systems, not the air conditioning themselves, but the tubing. Electronics. Um, it's actually hard to source OEM electronics in Vietnam, especially compared to China. But for instance, Galaxy makes their entire line of, uh, Samsung makes their entire Galaxy line of phones in Vietnam. OG makes their TVs in Vietnam. Canon makes their cameras in Vietnam. Apple's um, looking at starting a huge factory there that's going to employ like 100,000 make iPhones there. That's might go and have next year, might not, who knows. Construction materials, I've done this for more corporate clients, but. We've done rebar and uh, some concrete and some lime. Uh, consumer goods, we do a lot of plush toys, for instance, and coffee. Co Vietnam's the second largest exporter of coffee by volume. Well, that's mainly Robusta, not the good Arabica. <clears throat> so 
So brands made in Vietnam, uh, pretty much most brands do it. Like Target has a huge presence there. Patagonia, North Face, Nike, Ikea, mentioned Samsung Galaxy phones. Um, we work at the Ikea factory. One of the Ikea factories, they have several that um, just comically massive. And actually some of these furniture factories, if you ever go to them, are some of the biggest factories I've ever been. Like take a golf cart through and they're basically 12 billion is the size of NBA. It's Coliseum each. And it's just comical. Like they handle hotel furniture, for instance, and you can do like 600 rooms a week from them. So it's pretty amazing what you can do. Most furniture brands make their, I mentioned West Elm, for instance. And we're one of their factories. And so when we're talking about Alibaba, that doesn't really have a presence in Vietnam. Um, it does exist, but it's not that good. There's a few other resources. Global sources is pretty decent. Vietnam Export, V-Town. Um, V-Town is interesting because it's actually Japanese owned. And so they have a huge database of factories that are owned by Japanese, but do manufacturing in Vietnam. So a lot of clients kind of have um, expectations quality. So this is actually very good for finding high quality manufacturers. One thing too with just Vietnam, um, none of these platforms are great for contacting factories through. So what we usually do is just get the name of factories and then try to find their contact details, emails and phone numbers, et cetera, elsewhere, and then contact them that way. So I, I find that this actually has a much higher response rate. So you kind of really gotta just kind of start, get the names, get the contacts, details, and then kind of do that way. It's kind of extra steps and can't just like post an RFQ like you can on Alibaba and let them come to you. But that's good. Um, another one too is trade associations. There are several active trade associations in Vietnam that are pretty good about publishing their members. So if you're look, if you're, anybody's looking for making clothing or textiles, there's the Vietnam Textile and Apparel Association. And if you download these slides, I'll give you a link at the end of the show. Um, these are all hyperlinks, so you can just click through and go straight to their websites. Um, there's the Vietnam Footwear, Leather, and Handbag Association. So we work with a lot of custom shoe manufacturers like leather shoes and do some leather briefcases as well and some roll behind baggage. And so you can just kind of ask them to give you a members list, steel association. And the last one, the Handicraft Wood Association of Ho Chi Minh City. There's actually a second one in Hanoi and does have a name, but this is the association that oversees furniture manufacturing. So if you're looking at doing that, that's the one you want to go to. Then trade shows. Um, the closest two to the Canton Fair that are just general are the Vietnam International Trade Fair and Vietnam Expo, one's held in Hanoi and one in um, Ho Chi Minh City. And again, give you today, it's the Vietnam International Furniture and Home Accessories. This is held in March. I try to go to this one every year. Um, Vietnam International Textile and Apparel Accessories, this trade show that has all the clothing manufacturers, footwear and leather. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. And fabric Jim garments. Quick question yeah, about this. So, you know, I see all of these great resources where people can source from and uh, as yeah. well as trade shows that they can attend. Well, uh, there's a reason people go as a group <laughs> because they're like, I've never yeah. been to Vietnam before. I don't, or I I've never been to China. Or I've never been to India. How, so, I mean, do you know, do you guys offer kind of, will you meet a client at the trade show and help them? Find yeah, we can meet them at the trade show. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've done so that if before somebody's in interested in sourcing from Vietnam mm -hmm. and kind of checking out some of these trade shows, they could reach out to your company mm -hmm. and um, you guys might be able to meet them and at least yeah. kind of show them around and give them the lay yeah. of the land. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. One thing too with trade shows, 
I think you're probably used to Chinese trade shows that are comically huge, especially like the Canton Fair. I, I think people might be a little bit underwhelmed at the size of the trade shows in Vietnam. I mean, it's they're good, but you can knock out a trade show in half a day, honestly. So what would be the the reason then to go to a trade show in Vietnam? If it can yeah. be like knocked out in a half a day, what's the reason for going there? And what do you suggest? Um, why should people visit Vietnam? And, um, and what would an itinerary look like? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I mean, just in terms of the trade shows, if you're presenting at a trade show of anybody, they're more willing, they're open to doing business. We work with a lot of factories that are, or not work with them, but we contact a lot of factories and they're at capacity or not taking on new clients. So yeah, anyone that sets up at a trade show is open for business. You can actually meet them there. You can go through, meet several different factories and potential suppliers and kind of knock out several in a day. Um, we do a lot of research for clients. And so most of the time when they visit, most of our clients, we create a, we go through and do our normal sourcing phase and then get as many contacts at factories that want to meet with them. And then we arrange the meetings directly at the factories. Um, so if they want to do that and kind of combine that with a trade show, I think that would be a pretty solid itinerary. We had a client not too long ago that went to the footwear one that was doing shoes. And then we arranged a few other visits. He went to the shoe one actually on, on his own for the record, but then he, we arranged several visits with shoe factories after during that same visit. And then you kind of saw some factories directly that way too. Got it. And so Chambers that, of Commerce. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So that, that makes sense. No, no, go ahead. You know, to, I think it's really yeah. important. Um, you know, in the beginning when you're just thinking about sourcing, I think it's good to reach out to someone yeah. like you and hear presentations mm -hmm. like this, but I think there is just yeah. no, um, there's no, as you're growing, there's really no substitute for going and actually seeing that factory and, um, yeah. and getting an understanding of where your products are being made, how they're being made and building that relationship, because that is what is going to grow you long-term. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, you've kind of given an idea of how to actually go and visit because, uh, yeah. it's, I, I feel it's really important. And I, I mean, I don't know how you, you see it, but, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. uh, no, I totally agree. Important? No, I think it's, it's, it's very important to visit factories because I mean once you actually get to the point where you can visit a factory it's important to build that relationship because it's something that you want to do long term and don't want to just trust somebody else to handle it for you and so yeah it's definitely something you want to visit and kind of get to know the culture get to know what where your product's getting made how it's getting made and then kind of figure out from there because a lot of people will visit and actually not understand the full manufacturing process and then, and then kind of realize what they can and can't do and then actually add features or take away features based on what they've seen just based on costing or right. what their clients want. I'm curious um, what kind of products you have helped source most successfully from Vietnam, as well as, you know, for newer sellers that are wanting to kind of source in smaller quantities. I know you care, you covered this a little bit in your, in your slideshow, but what would you suggest for someone just wanting to get started? What products should, should they maybe, you feel pretty good about sourcing a smaller quantity of, and what products do you feel like, yeah. oh no, <laughs> it's probably not, probably I, later. I, yeah, I think in terms of smaller quantities, anything cut and sew is pretty easy to do. There's tons of little home factories that can do small quantities of products. Um, and so, like we said, we do like custom suits. That was pretty easy to find a supplier for. And we started all a small quantity. We do like some nicer leather handbags that was smaller quantity. And then 
Yeah, anything clothing wise is good. Anything backpack wise, we've got a handful of wooden manufacturers too that can handle smaller quantities that are kind of custom made. We're doing some, we're starting a new project with the nice little hand cut bowls, the really nice pearl ones, for instance. And that's going to be a smaller quantity order to start with. And I think that one will actually scale up well. Got it. Mm -hmm. I think that's helpful for people to understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you were mentioning, so we covered trade shows and you were mentioning um, your last slide here, which was the yeah. um, Chambers of Commerce. Correct. Yeah. Um, so Vietnam Chamber of Commerce and Industry is kind of the catch-all Chamber of Commerce for all of uh, Vietnam. They they publish, a, they have a newsletter, a news website, so you can actually keep up to date with like the market conditions in Vietnam kind of up to day one manufacturing numbers. And then they also do matchmaking services. You can get a list of their members. Um, the American Chamber of Commerce also does matchmaking services. So you can actually contact them directly and they actually are pretty decent at um, getting you in touch with Vietnamese manufacturers. They kind of have their preferred list and it's kind of a limited list, but for people that are starting out, it's a good resource. And I also mentioned South Korea and Japan. I stated earlier that they have a free trade agreement with Vietnam. So there are tons of South Korean and Japanese owned factories in Vietnam. Also Taiwan, I should have mentioned Taiwan. And so those chambers of commerce are good about getting in touch with um, factories that are owned by those countries in Vietnam. So you can actually kind of work with them too. Yeah. So actually kind of cover visiting Vietnam in the last question at <laughs> that slide already. Um, yeah. Do you need to visit? I think it's good. I, I think it's good. Just visit. I, I just like visiting Vietnam. I love it. Yeah. It's, Kind of one of these countries that just hits you in the face because it's 100 miles per hour at all times. I'm sure, you've seen videos of just traffic there. It's crazy with thousands, millions of scooters. I personally have a scooter in Vietnam. I love it. But it's the food's great. Some of the best food in the world, too. So That's I what just, I was going to ask about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a total food nerd. I love trying different food way. from all around. And so, what's yeah. your favorite thing? I know we're taking it off, off topic for a I second. Know, what's no your favorite food in Vietnam? I love Phan Thuc Nung or just Vietnamese barbecues. I have some really good barbecues and they have some places, restaurants that are set up is just get all the beer you want. And then they have like hundreds of little food items, like everything from okra to chicken feet to uh, What's pork chop. the average cost of a meal like that? Like if you, so can you cheap. eat like a king for nothing? <laughs> I eat like a king. Like I go to these barbecue places and just stuff my face, get beers and I'm paying like less than 10 bucks. If I get like okay. a bowl of pho or or whatever, it's going to be like a dollar or two. Amazing. That's how China yeah. is too. You know, it's like oh, so cheap to travel around and to eat and everything. Oh, it's like so much weight, especially in China, because there's <laughs> more fried food in China. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so <laughs> all the food is so delicious. For what you get. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you get like coconut for 50 cents. So what about like if. Probably if you healthy. visit there, are there hotels and stuff to stay at? And what are the costs yeah. of those? It, are there, are there Western hotels to stay yeah, in? There's, yeah, most of my clients stay in either the Marriott or the Lay Meridian, which are pretty Western business hotels that are like 100, 200 bucks a night. There's like Sheraton's, Hilton's, Hyatt's. So most of them stay at that. I always try to encourage them to stay more local places. I have a neighborhood. I live in Thaudine, which is a little outside the main part of the city and there's like some really nice small villas that are right on the water that i've been trying to convince clients to stay at but they never do 
So, you know, if we all want to come visit yeah. you, Jim, if, if we want to organize a seller roundtable trip to Vietnam yeah. and come and visit mm -hmm. you, when's the best time to come visit? And, um, and yeah, what's going on at that time? Yeah, I mean, just in pretty much the only time you shouldn't visit is during Tet, which is the same time as Chinese New Year, because the whole country shuts down for like a month, uh, starting January 20th. So just a heads up for clients who are looking at Vietnam, it's going to be shut down during that time. Um, other than that, the weather's pretty consistent all year round. It's pretty much a hot 88 degrees average, almost consistently throughout the year. So there's not really one best time. There is a rainy season kind of ground now actually. And then another in like during the summer, but know, I've gotten used to the rain. So. All right. We're going to, yeah. we're going to have to reach out to you and, and arrange a trip. So get Sounds ready. Good. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Coming to visit. All right, Jim, what else you got for us? All right. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. What can I expect from the Zinni factory in terms of actual production of the factories? They're pretty comparable to China. Um, for the most part, they even have like the same machinery and equipment. Like we've had several clients who are moving the production from China, Vietnam, and they're blown away because it's literally the exact same piece of machinery made by the same German or South Korean or whatever company. So it's oftentimes pretty similar. Um, we've also seen crappy factories and good factories in both countries. I think the main thing is how the visits go. I mentioned Guangxi in China. Um, I'm sure mo many of your viewers are kind of know what that is. It's much more casual and people visit factories. It's pretty much you go straight in, you kind of have a brief little chit chat, maybe have some tea. And then it's more or less straight to numbers. And then you kind of have a tour of the factory. And like I said, it does put off put a lot of our clients who are kind of expecting the whole back and forth relationship, like go out to lunch and then not even talk business till the second meeting type um, thing. But relationships do matter. And it's one of these things, like I said, the relationships are kind of formed slowly on the back end. Like once you actually start doing business, then they come, come more receptive, kind of get more friendly and actually do get to know them later on. It's just not forward. It's not the first thing they do. So we've had tons of great relationship with factories, but it's just something kind of start to do after you get to know them, kind of go to karaoke and do one out with them later. But after you kind of done the business deal instead of before, and it's just kind of something different. So it's kind of something you kind of need to keep in mind. It's a lot more direct, which helps to you just kind of give them numbers and to give it back. So that's one thing that kind of a lot of people need to kind of understand about Vietnam. Um, other than that, um, oops, oh no. I had to pull it up. All right, let me go to the last slide. I actually have set up a folder on Google Drive on my website, cosmosourcing.com slash seller roundtable. And I'll have uh, the slides and an ebook. I have a Vietnam sourcing ebook that they can download. So this is kind of this kind of the end of this presentation. So any Perfect. questions? Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Yeah, guys, um, those of you who are joining us uh, on the on the live uh, Zoom meeting, please uh, drop your questions. Um, yeah. in the list here, um, as you guys know, we normally don't stream live, um, on all channels we are today. Uh, but if you want to jump in and be able to ask, uh, you know, our guests like Jim questions, make sure you join us live. Um, but, uh, anybody mm -hmm. watching today, if you got any questions for Jim, now's the, the time, uh, Amy, did you yeah. have any more questions? No, I do not. I thank Jim so much. I got to oh, ask you. even more <laughs> questions about weird food in Vietnam and I'm going to add it to my travel list. Jim doesn't, he thinks I'm joking yeah. around. 
I'm coming to Vietnam. Amy, I'm waiting for for the uh, Vietnam sourcing experience. Yes. I know. I probably need to set it up. Yeah, TVSE. TVSE. I'm about it too. Yes. Um, I love yeah, it. It's going to be a little bit different, but yeah, yeah something I probably should get on that actually. <laughs> gotta gotta get on it, Jim. So, yeah. Let's do it. We're so, excited. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe Amy, maybe you and Jim need to to partner on that. <laughs> Amy does not need yeah. another business. I'm gonna leave right. that up to Jim. But right. I'm I'm totally right. down with coming and visiting Jim though. That would be fine. Right, there you go. We can plan yeah. a, an SRT field trip. Yeah. Um, you can so, be a mentor maybe. <laughs> so thank you, Jim, so much for your time. I know everybody uh -huh. got a lot of value out of all of the things that you taught us about sourcing from Vietnam. Listeners, reach out to Jim. We're going to have yeah. his information in the show notes. And um, you can go to cosmosourcing.com slash seller roundtable and um, get Jim's great information from, mm -hmm. these, uh, from this presentation. And, yeah. um, and just thank you so much, Jim. We really appreciate great. it. Oh, thank you. All right, perfect. So, all right, Jim, yeah. take care. Thank you again. And yeah, really appreciate all that info and, and, uh, uh, you know, very few guests give it in that nice, easy packaged form where they can just go yeah. and download it. So Could thanks again for that. Already. Really appreciate that. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah. So everybody, if, uh, as you know, if you're uh, not subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and do that. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Um, make sure that you guys, uh, rate review, share with your friends. We really, really appreciate that guys, as you know, and if you want to join us live, sellaroundtable.com forward slash SRT. And, uh, as usual, Amy and I are, are just uh, blown away by how much support you guys have been giving us. And, uh, please reach out to us. If you guys have any more questions, topics, uh, guests, you know, things you want us to cover. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. So thanks again. Um, uh, today, if you guys are watching the stream, uh, we're going to jump off, but then we're going to jump right back on and give you guys a, a quick demo of, uh, of our new software rebate jet. So, um, if you guys want to stay tuned for that, stay on board. Uh, if not, we will, uh, see you in about uh, five minutes. We're going to do uh, just a tiny extra innings here. Uh, like we always do with the uh, podcast and then we're going to jump back on. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, for having me. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.